What we have here is a boost. A signal, a signal boost. boost. A boost for comic book Kickstarter campaigns. Brought to you by Spoiler Country. Each episode we bring you current campaigns that we think you should support. Talk with the creators to give you insight into the project and spread the love of indie comic books. Now sit back, grab a drink, and listen to what we have to offer you today. Alright, welcome back to Spoiler Country. It's another edition of the Kickstarter Signal Boost. I think this is number what, 16? Number 16, and you totally threw me off because usually you say our names, and you didn't say our names this time. I didn't say our names. I was going to say this, (laughs) and then say, I'm Kendrick Regan. That is Mr. Horsley, and... But I messed it up because you didn't. I didn't know you were doing that, so now I fucked it all up. So I'm sorry. It's okay. I kind of fucked it up too because originally I would have said our names and then gone into it, but then I went in because I was thinking in my head, which number is this? Is this number 15 or yeah. number 16? Nope, this is number 16. God, I can't believe but it. I, I would hope by now that if people listen to more than like three episodes, they would know our names because we say it every time. Right. But still, right, right. And and really, before we get into everything, everybody should know that we actually have a YouTube channel that just launched, and we have a whole yeah. other show that we started doing called Drinks and Comics with Spoiler Country. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Why don't you give them the premises? And so the premises, it's pretty, it's pretty simple, but I think it's pretty genius. Basically, the idea is Kendrick and I, who are we're not mixologists, we're not cocktail tenders, but we like we do like some tasty drinks. That's right. The whole idea is. We make a drink the way we make drinks, so it might not be the perfect recipe people have, but it's what we make, and uh, we'd make a drink, show you how we make it, and then we talk about a comic book or a movie or spend a couple minutes talking about something that's on our mind in the pop culture world. That's right, and it's a lot of it's actually a lot of fun. We're learning a lot about yeah. <laughs> video and all that kind of stuff, so if you're so inclined, go look up Drinks and Comics with Spoiler Country, and you can see we have three episodes out right now. We got one about Batman do. Damned. Spider Geddon, Ghost Rider, and we've made everything from martinis to Long Island iced teas and birthday cake yep. mudslides, and <laughs> it's 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 been already been a lot of fun, and we got a lot more coming. Let me tell you, yeah, we have a lot of ideas for that show, so keep an eye but out. But today, it's all about Kickstarter Signal Boost. It is, it is. We got two amazing books for you today that uh, I'm excited to talk about. I'm excited for you to hear me talk to the creators today and and uh, help them promote their books. That's right. So the first one is, and I'm going to apologize now because I'll probably butcher her last name, and I sincerely <laughs> apologize, but I'm going to try my best. And that's Melissa Capligani with Falconhurst. That sounds close enough, close to what I remember her saying, so I think we're okay. good. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe we should just listen to what she has to say. Sure, let's go ahead. All right. My name is Melissa Capriglione. I am the co-creator of a webcomic called Falconhurst, which is going to be on Kickstarter this Friday, November 16th. Um, it's a supernatural boarding school LGBT plus webcomic about a boy who accidentally awakens a demon. And we're currently kickstarting our fourth issue. Oh, so have you done, have you done these before? Have you done three, three before this one? Uh, no, this is my very first Kickstarter, Uh-oh. but we printed one through three with uh, pre-orders. But oh, um, nice. it actually ended up being 
a lot bigger reception to it than I expected, so <laughs> it was kind of difficult to handle, like, freehand, I guess. I did it through Gumroad, so, like... Okay, yeah, yeah. Fulfilling all the rewards and, like, trying to get everything organized was kind of a nightmare, so I figured if I'm going to be printing another one, I should do Kickstarter, which organizes everything for me, so... I mean, that's cool that you had a huge response, though. That's, that's gotta, it's got to feel good. Yeah, I know. It was totally unexpected, but it was, you know, it was really nice. <laughs> right, right. So so what do you do on the book? Do you write? Do you draw? Um, I kind of do a little bit of everything. I co-create it with uh, my friend Clara. Um, I kind of have been, like, the forerunner of this because she's more of a hobby artist, and she's in college right now, so right. she can't really take on as much, and I'm currently a full-time freelancer and comic artist, so that's I kind of have the time and abilities to put into this so we both technically write um we kind of just edit each other and make sure we don't go crazy and then i start out by doing the thumbnails and then she does the pencils and then the lettering and then i do line work colors and painting so so it's a full-on collaborative work there because you go back and forth that's pretty cool yeah yeah it's really nice because we kind of check ourselves so we don't get, get carried <laughs> away <laughs> Yeah, I've I've done books in the past where I've it's just all me, and I end up in a putting myself into a corner where I'm like, well, now I don't know what to do because no one's oh, watching yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, me too. I so, tend to put in way too many anime references, and she kind of keeps those out. <laughs> yeah, I put in a lot. I put a lot of references in my writing too. Just probably stuff nobody but like me and my core group of three friends understands. Yeah. But my <laughs> my I have a buddy who I write with who's always like, no, pull that out. That's not worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, how long have you been doing the webcomic? Uh, I started when I was um, a sophomore in college. I was 20 years old, and I basically, because I went to art school, and I was a sophomore, and I would tell people, I want to be a comic artist, and then people would be like, oh, well, can I see some of your comic work? And I was like, "Uh, (laughs) I don't have any. So I decided to make a webcomic. Me and Clara met in December of 2015, and then we quickly wrote everything out. We wrote the whole script, the story, and everything. And then um, we premiered it on June 1st, 2016. So we've been kind of just plugging away at it since then. Um, I graduated college uh, in 2017. So the webcomic has kind of kicked up after I graduated because I have more time to dedicate to it. Right, right. That's cool. That's cool. I started doing webcomics back in 2003. Yeah. I did them from 03 to the end of 2016. And then I switched to doing print comics. Yeah. But it's a whole different world of 03 webcomics versus, you know, 2016 webcomics. It's a totally different market. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Like, it's completely changed because even just a couple years ago, you're looking at a bunch of Kickstarters for print comics that weren't exclusively webcomics at first. And then now you have everybody who has a webcomic going to print on Kickstarter. So I think there's definitely more of a demand for printing webcomics now these days. It's cool, too, because, like, coming from where I come from, I'm... I'm a little older than you. I'm in my 30s. Um, you know, doing webcomics back in the early 2000s and stuff, you know, it was very much looked down upon by the industry, you know? Because, like, oh, you really? do, oh, do webcomics? Like, oh, you, know, uh, you do those silly webcomics type of thing from comic yeah. pros. But it's turned into where it's, like, it's it's pretty much one and the same now that webcomics is just, you see, it's just another format. I mean, you see a lot of mainstream, you know, big two comic artists and writers going and doing webcomics now, like Warren, yeah. Warren Ellis is doing a webcomic again. So it's like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's cool to see the, it's cool to finally see, you know, people like yourself who did webcomics being taken seriously, having a following like you do and, and having the, uh, you know, your first book, your first three books, I guess, 
um, exceed expectations and be able to print books and have you know have a lifestyle out of it, which is it's it's really cool for me to see that. Yeah, it's re- web comics are really neat because I mean pretty much anybody can make a web comic, and part of the reason why I started making it was because I wanted to you know get experience in yeah. this industry and to actually make comic pages, and it's a great way to get started and a great way to gain fans. Um, people people love web comics. It's very accessible. I mean, you can just go online and spend the whole day reading web comics for free. Yeah, you know the barrier to entry is so low on web comics too. It just mm-hmm. it, either you're gonna, I mean, either you're gonna have followers or you're not. You know, it, you have like instant gratification of knowing if your the page you put out is uh, is, is good or not because people tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, and then there's also like a million different ways you can post web comics. I mean, yeah. you can post it on webtoons, you can post it on Tapas, you can post it on your own website. I've seen people host on Tumblr, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Every every single social media site has its own audience that loves a certain type of webcomic. So yeah, having that accessibility to your audience is really nice to have. Yeah, it's, it's totally cool. And the fact, like, you know, you can do so many different types. You know, you can do story-based. You can do gag-based. You can do, you know, yeah. I, idea. I have a buddy of mine who did a webcomic. <laughs> he, he had an idea to do. It was called The Elderly Apple. And if you ever heard mm-hmm. of it, I'd highly suggest checking it out. It's not like it's... It's not fantastic art. What it is is it's an idea a day, right? He wanted to do a thousand ideas for a thousand days, and he did it. Mm-hmm. He posted a he did one idea where he it was just like a, it's like random ideas, like you know an apple on a top hat, you know, just silly stuff. And yeah. um, he did it for a thousand days consecutively without without stopping. And it was it was just you know you can do stuff like that in web comics you can't do in, in print comics or other mediums really. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure like throughout those making that like he improved a millionfold just writing and creating those. I mean, I know that when I first started my web comic, my pages were absolutely horrible. Oh man! So we had we ended up actually having to redo the first thirty pages because the first pages that I did of this web comic were the first comic pages that I've ever done, and the first time I ever actually tried having a maintainable style. So yeah, you know, part of oh, having a web comic and having it not having not having that pressure to print um really helps you kind of be more free about it it does so you can push yourself to improve more yeah i mean my my first if you look at my webcomic for the first like which is not mine mine aren't online anymore i took them all down a couple years ago but Mm -hmm. um the first like year and a half or year or so of my comic the art is just garbage like I yeah. thought I thought I was doing this fantastic work, and it's just total garbage. And I, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed by it now because <laughs> you know after 16 years of doing comics, and I've definitely gotten better. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the first ones were like, is 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 a child drawing this? What is what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm on my website. Um, if you go to falconhurst.com, you can uh, look in the drop down menu on the left hand side that says links, mm-hmm. and we actually have a gallery that has all of our really really old pages. And <laughs> I actually think it's really neat having that up. I mean, if you look at the page that I just posted last week compared to, you know, the first 10, 20 pages that I did, like, that's three and a half years of work. And that's a lot of a lot of improvement, a lot of dedication to keep going on like that. And it's it's really cool to see. And I love seeing that about other web comics as well. Yeah, it, it, it is cool. I uh, I put my I put my I put out my first book, my web comic back in 2008. With all mm-hmm. the, with with all the original art in it and stuff like that, and uh, you know people can you can buy it on on Amazon and stuff still. And then I printed up um, the first two issues of putting it into like a comic book form because the first book was like a was like a big oversized trade paperback, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then I put it in comic book form of the, the original strips, but colored. And then uh, you know then I ended up taking them off 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 the website. Uh, I think about a year and a half ago for reasons out. The reasons weren't mm-hmm. because I was ashamed of them. I didn't want people to see them. There was other reasons why I took them down. Um, mm-hmm. 
but uh, the, the 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 idea of seeing like you know where you started to where you are now is 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 really cool, especially if you're continuing that that comic. I mean, that the original comic that I started in 2003 went for something like uh, 600 pages total, something like that. So it went for a, you know it went for a long time, and um, you know, just seeing the progression from start to end is cool. And I like seeing that I, like you, I like seeing that in other artists too. So I like to see where they start and then you know where they are now because just as an artist myself and as a creator the improvement factor of people is just so cool to so cool to watch you know mm-hmm. yeah I, I that was pretty much like the reason why i decided to do a webcomic and now that i've done it like i've graduated college mm-hmm. and i've been published in you know a bunch of anthologies and i've branched out and i've done other things and all of the work, like the abilities and skills that I have now, I owe to this webcomic. So yeah, yeah, those and ugly pages mean a lot to me. They're like <laughs> <laughs> they're like ugly children, right? <laughs> you, love, <laughs> you love them, and you got to keep them around. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, what's your plans after this book? You're going to continue the webcomic. Do you have other plans for other books to work on? Um, I'm currently working on uh, quite a few uh, different different things. I'm working on. Um, two graphic novels currently, one for a publisher, one that I might pitch to a publisher or do a Kickstarter for. Cool. Um, and then I'm currently working on some short stories for a bunch of anthologies. Um, currently, um, I'm in uh, Local Haunts, which is currently on Kickstarter right now. Um, at the last I checked, we still have about 10000 to go in our goal, but um, it's it's really cool. I'm doing a story about my haunted middle school. Oh, nice. So... <laughs> If we're plugging Kickstarters right now, I suggest you also check out that one as well. <laughs> um, and for as for the web comic for Falconhurst, um, it's going to be a very long comic. Uh, <laughs> it's been about almost four years right now, and we're not even a third of the way. Oh dang! So um, I'm hoping sometime next year to kickstart issue five, and then once we finish off the first arc, I kind of want to do just like a really huge volume like right, with right. all the pages because i think it'll be close to about 300 so hopefully by that time we'll have a big enough audience to be able to kickstart a project like that that'd be cool yeah it is cool to to, to put it all together in one big volume so you can just sit and read the whole thing which is awesome yeah yeah well i appreciate your time today and um, oh, no problem do you have is there a, do you have a, a special link to your comic or is it just search for it on kickstarter um uh, I have a website, uh, falconhurst.com, and then um, on that website, I will have a bunch of links to the Kickstarter, so cool, it cool. should be accessible from there. And I'll have links down in the show notes below to both the website and just one directly to the Kickstarter as well. So anybody wants to check it out, I highly recommend go check it out, and uh, if you can, back it. If you can't, share it around so everybody else can see it. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, that was cool. Yeah, that book sounds really cool. I was I had a lot of fun talking with Melissa. She was really nice. Yeah, and and not to be weird, but there's a theme with all of the with both books that we're we're presenting today about the creators, right? Yeah, well, it's it's, it's interesting because totally by happenstance, this is very much a, an LGBTQ edition. Yeah, of it's Pixar really cool, Universe, which is awesome. Yeah, I kind of wish we were doing this on Pride Week, just because. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Kind of make it match with what's going on. But I mean, we've actually, you know, if you think about it, we've actually had a lot of LGBTQ creators on the signal booths over the last, you know, 16 episodes. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, you know, believe what you want on either side of the of, of the political aisle. 
But the LGBTQ right. community is always very inclusive of the people that want to be involved, whether you're I've whether had, you're gay yeah. or not. It doesn't matter. Right. I've always I mean, I've, I've always had great interactions with with, with it. It's, it's great. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's, I, I, I don't know how to say it without sounding weird. So I'm just going to yeah. say it right. There's a certain aesthetic to a lot of LGBTQ books, yeah. comics, yeah. right? And I really like it. I love the way I love the color choices they use. I love the way they draw characters. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I say they like it's some random, there's some, I, but you know, just it just the aesthetic that comes out of that is at least what I've seen out of not obviously not all of them are that way, but a lot of them have this certain aesthetic to them. And they're not, just, not similar. It's just, you know, you notice similarities. Like when you look at superhero books, you see similarities from Marvel and DC that are there. Yeah. I've noticed that there's, there's certain color choices that are, that go into them. I'm like, wow, I, these are, I, I these don't are think I would cool. notice if I didn't know the background, you know what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? It's, but because um, we're, we're, we're talking with people from all, from all walks of life, it's interesting to see the changes and in, in, in choices that they make in their books. Because there's no doubt about it, uh, your background and your life choices make a difference in how you choose color, how you dictate violence, how you show romance, how you show aggression, all that kind of stuff is really deemed from your own life experiences. So it's really interesting. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. It's, it's, it's cool to see what builds up a person. You so know? That's cool. <laughs> so next on the list is Sam Bowen and uh, Ari... Good luck. Plachinsky. <laughs> yeah. Sam, so next on the list is Sambo and, and Ari Plachinsky with Goldfinch. Uh, real quick, what would you prefer we call you? Um, I go by John. John. Okay. Hi. Yeah. Nice to meet you, John. I'm Ari. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Sam. <laughs> All right. So we do uh, a graphic novel called Goldfinch. Uh, we're currently... In the middle of our Kickstarter. Yep. <laughs> uh, created by both me, Sam Bowen, and Ari Kuczynski. Hi. Uh, so the story is about a factory worker named Leah. Uh, the world is like a high fantasy... Um, gangster kind of, noir. <laughs> yeah, D&D-inspired gangster noir. Uh, That's, so a story- cool. That's a cool description. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually a, a related to our webcomic we do called Woodlands, which <laughs> takes place thousands of years before uh, this story takes place. Mm-hmm. And that's about like a, a satyr who's trying to become a mage. Yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. So, so I'm, look, oh. I'm, look, I'm looking at you. So I've, I've, before you keep going, I, I have some questions that popped up in my head when I looked at the Kickstarter here. Um, oh. Mostly because I'm, I, I appreciate art. Uh, <laughs> art that's, let me first say, I appreciate art that's in a style that I don't or have I've never tried drawing in before. So mm-hmm. who does the art? Oh, both of us. Yeah. So oh, both of you. Um, yeah, so... Ari will, um, well, we'll both write the script together. Um, Ari will then uh, thumbnail it and do pencils, mm-hmm. um, and then I will ink everything, and then Ari will color it. <laughs> sometimes she'll so, flat for me. Yeah, and sometimes I'll flat. We kind of pass it off uh, back and forth. But then she so. paints better, like, large exterior <laughs> Yeah, we're literally the extension of one person at this Pretty point. Pretty much, <laughs> I love it. I love, I love the the collaborative effort there. That's that's really cool. That's that makes it a lot more fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Go back to your pitch there. Drew Sands, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so the story's like a rom com, gangster noir, drama style thing. And it's about Leah, who's a factory worker who is sick of these, like, really awful conditions. I'm sorry, can I swear? (laughs) Absolutely. We swear all the time. (laughs) 
right, she's sick of working in these shit conditions and decides that she needs to send a message to the higher-ups. So it goes horribly wrong, and she's out of a job. And is offered a new gig from this lunatic girl she meets in a park at night, uh, who she thinks is just like a living bard, but turns out to be the uh, leader of one of the city's most infamous gangs. And she is asked to become their getaway driver. So the story focuses around her... um, sort of just trying to navigate her place in, in this gang once she joins. Uh, she becomes the driver for the, the boss who, uh, you know, romantic tension built there. Yeah. We learn about uh, her. Her name is Orin, mm-hmm. and she's uh, the, the leader of the gang, but also, like, recently just took it over because she was left the gang after the previous boss had died. <laughs> yeah. Right. So she's <laughs> around trying to run a gang. So. But, uh, yeah, so the, the story takes place at a place called the Goldfinch Lounge, which is a place that bootlegs potions. Mm-hmm. So it's like a speakeasy for magical potions. Yeah, but they um, they kind of grant you, like, uh, you know, if you play D&D, you have to roll for, like, charisma checks and, like, you know, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it's basically potions so, for buffs. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> That's a really cool concept. I like it. I like, I like the way you're taking that. That's awesome. I'm just, I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm staring at the pages in the thing, and I just really like the, I like the expression in the faces and the colors, and just everything about the art just, it pops to me, I like it. A lot of fun. <laughs> See, I draw, I draw more, um, I draw a lot of horror comic type stuff, so it's a lot of like, uh, not complete lines or sketchy stuff to look like creepiness, so it's like totally opposite style of this, but I, yeah. this is cool, because I'm like, ah. If I was, I think, hmm, if I was going to draw this, how would I do it? And a lot of it, I'm like, I wouldn't want to do that because it's too clean of lines. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy when you think about it, because when you think about, like, noir comics, you think about, like, Frank Miller and stuff, so you think about, like, heavy spot black and all that. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, I kind of realized when I got a copy of um, Black, black Sap, is that yeah, what you Yeah, Black yeah. That you, you don't really have to do that to do mystery comics, mm-hmm. and... It, I have never been good at spot black, like not at all. So my style came <laughs> out of the desperation of not knowing how to do spot black. <laughs> nice. My friend was so good at it. And he's like, oh, you just look for the shadows. I'm like, dude. Sure, can Nope. <laughs> no, spot black is so easy to mess up too. If you don't know, if you don't get like where to put it, it can, it can take something from look, that looks totally like badass and cool to being like, why is there black here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where is anything? That's why Sam inks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the ink. Fine. Nice. So do you guys, do you pencil and ink traditionally or do you do it on a, um, on a tablet? We do um, the pencils traditionally and then I have a Cintiq that I ink on. Oh, mm-hmm. nice, nice. How do you like that? Digital. Yeah. yeah. Nice. How do, you, how do you like inking on a Cintiq? Um, it's really nice. Um, it's hard. Uh, I got to discipline myself because it's easy to like zoom in real close and get really noodly. When like you know you have a deadline, so right, right. Um, but, but yeah, it it took some practice, kind of you know keeping like you know those gestural lines that you have like in the sketch work. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely like faster, I think, for me. Oh, and she I'm thinks sure. sketchy, but her work is like so clean. I look <laughs> at it, I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I've yeah. I've ventured into doing digital inking, but. I'm so entranced in the world of, of using like a you know a dip pen or, or pen and ink and, and quills that every time I try it on my on my my tablet here I'm like all right this doesn't for me right now I'm not good at it so it takes me longer so I'm like oh, I'll just I'll just get my brush pens out. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm also, like, if I get really attached to a sketch, like, I mean, I'll have to, like, make a copy of it, but I get, like, scared to, like, mess it up, and I'm just like, ah! Yeah, I end up with, like, in traditional ink, because it seems like witchcraft. Like, it's... it's <laughs> yeah. It is witchcraft. It all, it's all witchcraft. It's all artists. <laughs> Different, various types of witchcraft. <laughs> so, Different schools of magic. <laughs> right. What what gave you guys the idea for this for the story? Oh, man. Uh... I guess full disclosure, we had these characters as OCs for a long time. Yeah. And we decided, like, hey, you know, we we need to focus on another big project that we want to do. We knew that. Honestly, you came home. It was like we had them for, like, a year, maybe a little <laughs> over. And you, she came home from uh, work real late one night and was like, okay, I have an idea. <laughs> and then we got to basically. <laughs> you just have jobs. You slip into a trance and all of a sudden. You're just like, I have an idea. <laughs> oh, I got it. The we entire your story. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and we found a way to tie it into, um, I mean, years and years later, but we found a way to tie it into our webcomic Woodlands. Yeah, so I like doing good. companion stories. Yeah, That's but cool. uh, That's there's cool. like little Easter eggs. If you read Woodlands, there's little Easter eggs that you'll be able to see in Goldfinch, too. Yeah, so. But I, I binge history podcasts like no one else. Like, I, I love them so much. Like, you got a new listener now, because I didn't yeah. know about this, and this <laughs> <Yeah>. is <like. laughs> Yes, score. So, um, I knew I wanted to do something at turn of the century, uh... And I was like, I, I got to do some kind of, like, kinkster noir style thing. So I was like, hey, we, we have these characters. Let's just yeah. do it. Yeah. That's what you do. You just dive in and be like, all right, let's figure it out, right? Let's do it. Exactly. <laughs> but I also really like writing fantasy. So I was like, I don't want to do anything that's, like, you know, yeah. just purely history because there's a lot of research with it. And I was like, it's so much more fun if you can throw a fantasy element in there. Exactly. Right. Because yeah. that gives you the element to make shit up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. So do you have plans for after this book's out of what you're going to do with, are, you, are these characters going to continue after this book or is this a one shot thing? Uh, this is, um, it's going to be, we're not really sure how many volumes now it's going to be, um, but we have like the whole thing kind of planned out. Yeah, we're planning on tentatively three books. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's cool. We'd like to, yeah, we would like to take it to a publisher if, if given the opportunity. So that's what we'll be yeah. gearing it towards. Yep. Well, I, I can't comment on the writing because I haven't read it, but I can comment the art is definitely good enough to be out there on the shelves. So that's that's, that's, that's a plus for you. A lot. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, so, you're just in your studio and you're just kind of like, what good? am I doing? <laughs> like, is this good enough? I don't know. But no, I, yeah. I, I know I've said it multiple times, but the art's fantastic. And I'm sure the quality of the writing, it matches the art. And that, that's great for you guys. Well, I'll have I'll have links out, and I'll be sharing this out for everybody uh, who listens to our show and follows us on all of our social media, so they'll all get to see it. So that'll be nice. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Again, I want to say thank you so much for joining me and and talking to me for these uh, these ten minutes here and and letting me babble about everything. Um, Anytime. Yeah, yeah. So everybody listening, there'll be uh, links down in the show notes to the uh, Kickstarter. Check it out. Uh, Again, the art is beautiful. there's a couple sample pages on there that I'm going to read after this because now that I've said the art, I want to read them. So um, <laughs> it, it, go check it out. If you can afford to back it, please back it. If you can't, share it around because sharing helps more than people realize. Yeah, thank you. Thank and Sam you. did a really cool video for it. So at the very least, you got to go check out the video because <laughs> she busted her ass on making it. Yeah, videos are not easy to make. <laughs> thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That, that does sound cool. I always love a good mob story. I think that's why the Punisher is one of my favorite characters because they always he always deals within the mob world. 
Right, right. And this, and like as I said on the show, and I kind of felt dumb when I was talking to him because I kept like going back to man, the the artwork is beautiful. The artwork is beautiful because just something about the aesthetic of the way they the clean lines and the color choice, and then the the shadow and they use just I was just like I was in awe. Like as I tell everybody who draws in a style that I don't draw in, I really appreciate styles I don't see myself working in because it's if I look at a a comic or look at artwork, I'm like, well, I could draw that. It's not as impressive to me because I could do it, right? right? <laughs> but when you see something that you're like, Which is, that's beyond my talent. Yeah, I, I, as I told as I told them, I'm like, I'm not sure how I would do that, or if I would even want to try and draw yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, if people who don't know, if they haven't seen your work, the best way for me to describe your work is: Have you ever watched the movie Heavy Metal? And if you yes. watch <laughs> the first story of the taxi driver finding the orb. That whole sequence reminds me. Your your work very much reminds me of that. Oh, that's a, I take that as a big compliment. yeah. Well, good. <laughs> it was meant to be, and, you know, because nice. Everybody has a different style, so right, it's cool right. that you found two very unique people, or two unique books, I should say, because there's three people in this, but two yeah. unique books that 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 showcase a some very good stylized work. Well, and what's cool too is I did I, I forgot to mention it earlier, but um, both of both of these books, the people who the the two each one has you know two people who create yeah. them, and both sets of people, um, they are very collaborative. What they do, you know, they write together. They one on each book, one of them does a, like the pencils, the other one does the inks, and they do the coloring. They, they go back and forth on the steps of how to make the book, and it just the synergy in that is just really That's cool. awesome. The collaborative synergy is synergy, awesome. How and, to make those and books. synergy, especially when it comes to writing independent books, synergy is important because a lot of times you get one person that has a vision. And then it's impossible for anybody else to do anything right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is a great because as as I said, you know, uh, they're the one who keeps they, they keep each other in check and don't let them go too too far off the rails. You know, they keep they keep them balanced on on the uh, on the 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 the, the prizes in the tunnel. Yeah. You know? Well, there you guys go. Two amazing yeah. books, three amazing people. Go check out, and if you can give them a backing on Kickstarter, please do. And if you can't, share, share, share. I think we say this every time, but we can't say enough. Yes. If you like what you saw, please back. If you don't have the ability to back, please share because it helps. Exactly. It helps so much. Well, there you guys go. I think that's all we have for today, right? That's that's all we have a show. And like as Kenrick usually says, you know, you can catch us up on all podcatchers out there. Anyone load them up, put in spoiler country, you'll find mm-hmm. us. You can talk to us on any social media out there. Just look for us. We're going to be on them. We're on Pinterest. We're on Tumblr. All of them. We're in all yep. of them. So you can just find us there. Yep. And we have a voicemail, right? We do. It's uh, 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Call, leave a voicemail. It's fun. We'll do something with them eventually. There you go. So until next time, guys, don't forget, open that mind and read more. <laughs>